Hello, and good whatever time of day or night you are listening to my lazy memoir project. I haven't heard that name in years. I am your friend, Hannah Harkness, and if you are following this journey with me, you have already heard an interview with my mom, you've already heard an interview with my dad, and now you're about to hear an interview with my brother. Walter Sutton's a super talented visual artist. You can check out all of his work at uh, waltersutton.com. He is only a couple years older than me. Walter's only, I believe, like three years older than me, two or three. Uh, And he currently lives out in San Diego and uh, teaches art. Uh, The... Big influence that Walter had on me growing up was, you know, just bringing additional art and uh, punk influences into the house. You know, even though I didn't listen to punk that much, you know, Walter will bring up on the podcast that I actually uh, listened to funk as a child, which, uh, you know, we'll we'll get into the the origin story of that, of how somehow I was a fourth grader listening to George Clinton. But there's a lot of times as an adult, I'm wandering around and, you know, I'll hear music and I'll recognize it and I'll realize it's because it was blasting through the walls uh, between my room and my brother's room that I recognize a lot of uh, a lot of punk music, a lot of uh, metal, a lot of other stuff that I probably wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. Some of the first times I ever, you know, went to see a college as a teenager, you know, my first exposure, my older brother's uh, college was Maryland Institute College of Art. So, you know, I had immediate exposure to the art school instead of, you know, just traditional Greek college life. You know, I I had a sense of, you know, other things being out there. And, uh, you know, again, if you listen to the interviews with my parents, my parents were good about just letting their weird kids be weird, which is good because uh, there was a time where we came home and Walter was cooking stuffed animals on the stove possibly a performance art thing uh there's a there's another time we came home and uh there was actually a banana suspended from the ceiling by string and on it written in sharpie it said uh, batarang and uh then we looked into the fridge we thought that was you know an isolated incident no we look in the fridge and there's a a keyboard, like a computer, full computer keyboard with a cord attached to a thing of mashed potatoes in the fridge. And some, and on top of the thing of mashed potatoes, which was like, it had a plastic covering on it. Uh, Walter had drawn the bat symbol and he wrote bat computer. You'd think this would be enough. Um, it somehow managed to take a deeper and even more sinister turn. Uh, I went up to the bathroom. Walter had pooped in the toilet or somebody had pooped in the toilet. There was poop in the toilet and floating on top of, uh, floating on top of the toilet. There was, or on top of the water, rather, he gently placed a piece of toilet paper with the bat signal drawn on it. And it said, uh, bat poop. This is just the kind of thing that would happen, you know? And, uh, I, (laughs) I think, you know, if I had to, I don't know, bring up anything else, uh, most of the other more infamous stories, including uh, the story of my 18th birthday, which I I can't wait for you to get into. Uh, Spoiler alert, includes an action fight scene. Uh, One time I got this call at home. Walter had already been in uh, art school 
for I think a couple of years at this point. And, uh, you know, I get, I get a phone call on the landline um, and I pick it up and it's uh, Walter and he just immediately goes, oh, Hannah, hey, hey, listen. So, um, listen, I'm thinking about making a painting of Morgan Freeman, right? But I don't have a, I don't have a picture of him. I just have a picture of his hat. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, I think I'm going to incorporate a vagina in there somewhere. And I, I just remember going like, Walter, what, what was the assignment? And he said, autumn, autumn was the assignment. I don't want to say anything further. We'll just leave it there. Uh, let's go into the interview with my brother, Walter Sutton. And welcome to installment number three of I Haven't Heard That Name in Years. Uh, getting shortened recently to Heard That Name. Uh, I understand that I did an obsessively long podcast title, but who gives a shit? It's a meme joke, so I want to do it like that. And so I am here with my brother, Walter Sutton. Hey, Walter. How's it going? Hey, Hannah. Pretty good. Hey. I have COVID. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. But at least, hey, at least you've got a little bit of time off to podcast with your sister on incredibly short notice. That's fun, right? Yep. 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 Okay, so uh, I guess the best place to start is at the beginning, uh, since we're releasing these just kind of in chronological order of when I met the person. So mom's out first, dad's out second, and then it would be you, uh, because we're not going to interview any doctors from St. Francis Hospital in Trenton. So um, do you, when do you, do you remember when I was born? I remember eating Cheerios at the hospital, and then that was the day you were born. Yeah, they gave me Cheerios as a snack. Really nice. Yeah, I remember that day. Um, they they brought you home later. I think I can remember that too. I think they moved my room. I can't remember exactly, but I I don't know. Um, I, maybe you you lived near the kitchen. Yeah, I I remember that day. Um, sort of. It's a long time ago. I was only five. Yeah, the the thing, the main difference between you and me, honestly, childhood-wise, is that I don't remember anything about Trenton, and I was saying that to mom and dad, is that my actual first core memory of being alive was moving away from Trenton. I remember being in the car, watching buildings going by, and uh, mom and dad telling me we were leaving. So I don't, I don't remember anything about Trenton, like what, like what, or anything about like my first three years of being alive. Like, do you have any, uh, do you have any memories of me in Trenton? Like any specific memories of me in Trenton? Well, um, I can remember that, that, you know, I lived up on the fifth floor and, and you lived next to the kitchen. They used cloth diapers. So there was this like weird diaper cabinet and you used to like huh. a, to hide in there um right yeah i don't i don't know I, I can remember that we used to swim in the fountain there was this big public fountain um we used to swim in our underwear with all the kids oh yeah um no i don't, I don't yeah, know yeah was there a lot <laughs> would people throw change in that fountain were we trying to get money out of that like uh, like was that one of the ones that people threw pennies in or we just would swim in there it was like you know yeah like, 
at the time before people knew it was bad for your health, you know, it was, if you get kids would just swim in the <laughs> fountain. Like I think we would even go downtown Philly sometimes and swim in the fountain there, the one by the art museum. Right. Like, Logan Square. That's where I'm remembering there being a bunch of uh, spare change underneath my feet was in uh, <laughs> the, the Logan Square fountain in front of it. Cause we'd go to the Franklin Institute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't much to do in Trenton, you know, except walk around the block, hang out in the backyard by the alleyway and the, the kiddie pool, watch TV. It's not, yeah, it's not, not a lot to do. Again, I'm like younger than three. Do you remember like mom and dad always said that I was like, I've been saying the other interviews, I was really loud. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, I, I, I remember you were like really like energetic, like you wouldn't want to sleep at night because we... You know, in Ben Salem, we shared a room. Sometimes that would get, like, kind of crazy because I, I had trouble sleeping. I had to listen to Mozart fall asleep. Um, I had, like, insomnia. And mm-hmm. um, you, you were, like, you just didn't even care if you slept. You were, like, you just wanted to be up all night. We had those bunk beds. I remember uh, the one time I got sick and I, I um, leaned over the side and I threw up all over you. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I I remember I I remember you throwing up on me. Uh, I no I remember I had those like giant. I remember I had a, like a big stuffed Ninja Turtle, like a Donatello Ninja Turtle, and you threw up on that, and it was like a big drama. I don't remember uh, you barfing on me from the top bunk into the bottom bunk. That's that's pretty funny. Did I same, cry? Or <laughs> same incident. You didn't really wake up, but you know. Oh, I didn't. Oh, so I don't remember it because I didn't wake up. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of like a deep sleeper. Yeah, I was either wide awake or I was, like, not noticing while vomit was falling on my body uh, <laughs> and on Donatello. But I was I was only mad about Donatello. I didn't know that I got thrown up on. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Does any memories just, like, jump to mind about Ben Salem? Well, I, you used to be uh, in dance classes. I remember the one time you were in that dance troupe where you did an I Dream of Genie performance. Right. Um dressed up like a genie yeah me and ben salem or but you know both of us you know like birth like birthday party stuff is i know there was a lot of there's a lot of infamous uh birthday parties that happened there like my mom was just talking about dinner the other night like when we had like a i had a barney a birthday party and the barney actor got oh, mad that we had a barney pinata yeah we had a like i i had a book called a thousand exits for barney because i was like mm-hmm. in like fourth grade or something <laughs> oh i remember that yeah it was like it was almost i forget the artist's name it was sort of like gary larson or something like where there's like these you know single cell comics with a little like subtitle it's just like a thousand ways that barney could die um (laughs) or get killed or murdered so the barney (laughs) actor was like walking around with all the children and i was like laughing about this book like and I guess, you know, showing it to people and like probably like oh my making up different ways that we could kill Barney. I don't know. I'm just imagining the things I must have been saying. Like, and... I, I just, I am now remembering the Barney book. And it was because mom was telling the story the other night at dinner and she, all she mentioned was the pinata. Um, but yeah, no, you 100% had a comic book of different ways of Barney to get murdered. And I, I didn't realize that was all that had also entered the chat. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. And, and, you know, the, the company was mad because the worker felt disrespected. And, and I think um, she, it was actually like a woman who was underneath. The it costume. was. Yeah. And, and she, yeah. she was just, you know, like she felt like kind of like embarrassed and, and she complained to the company and they told us that like, you know, we can never hire them again. Um, <laughs> Their family's banned from hiring Barney. I and I remember I could have like really blown the situation out because I remember being a kid and I I looked through the mouth and you know I wasn't stupid but you know they see through the mouth and I could actually see a woman in there but I remember specifically being like don't say anything but overall yeah that's <laughs> landmark for like I'm, I'm dying about the the. Yeah. The hundred exits for Barney thing. That's pretty funny. Um, and we had one with a clown too that went weird, right? I mean, there was a clown who came one year. It was like a friend of Nick's. He was like a family friend. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was weird. I mean, he was just good old fashioned clown. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh no, because there is like this one video we have of it's not like a friend of Nick's. It was like a, a different clown, and they were just saying like the in the in like Nick was like jealous of him and like yeah, Nick filming. Yeah, jealous. He wanted to be the yeah birthday party clown or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we had the like the video where he's going like uh kick that clown's ass, and you know it's like a video of a kid's birthday party. I really need to dig up the VHSs of uh, our various. <laughs> birthday parties for this project did you have a birthday party at palace Ro roller skating rink did am i remembering that right or or discovery zone oh uh, do you I mean, remember discovery remember, zone <laughs> yeah i remember going to birthday parties at like discovery zone and the the skating rink i mean i used to love going to that skating rink like you know because the dj on the side would you could roll up there on your roller blades or you know, you fucking rental skates, whatever you're riding, and like bring a CD, bring in my Offspring CD. I'd be like, yeah, play this, play, play Bad Habit or something. It's got a lot of curse words. Like, <laughs> they, you know, they'd be like, is this appropriate? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, How old were you? Riding around real fast on my rollerblades, like it's my song. Stupid, dumb shit, goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> A lot of rage in there, man. Rage on, rage on wheels. I, I for and, some reason, my my entire memory of Palace Rotor Skating Rink is this is how we do it. Like they would play. I feel like they would play. This, this is how we do it. Like every fifth it. song, do it. Yeah, I feel this like that was like every it. fifth song. It's Friday night. Um, yeah. <laughs> did we go to, you know, mom was talking to me about Adventureland where you, you went to Adventureland with me, right? The daycare that was like also a summer camp. Yeah, I went to Adventureland. Yeah, yeah. I even went there for kindergarten. Yeah, I was just talking about that place the other day. This was a funny place. You remember how they used to let us go fishing in the pond that was like stocked with goldfish? No, I well no. I, now I do. This is one of those things that like Adventureland. Like I vaguely remember it enough that if you say something to me, it'll come back. But now I'm suddenly like, oh yeah, no, we were totally just like grabbing goldfish out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they told us like you're supposed to just like they just the fishing poles were just pieces of bamboo with fishing line tied on the end, mm -hmm. and like you're supposed to just like cast underhand, you know. 
Yeah. Then kids would break the rules and cast overhand, and then everyone would always, every year, somebody would get like a fish hook in like the face or like something would, terrible would happen. But I mean, it was, yeah, it was weird. I, I felt bad for the fish a little bit, but you know, it was interesting. It was fun. You know, I never fished before. <laughs> um, I always tell people about that game Gaga. You know. Oh my God, Gaga? yo. I have a permanent scar from Gaga. Like, to explain Gaga, because I've had to explain this scar to people before. I have a huge scar, like, right on the edge of my knuckle, because I, like, cut it on the uh, at Twin Oaks State Camp. Like, much later, I cut it on the side of a Gaga pen. But, like, can you explain Gaga? Like, I don't know. I was researching it recently, because sometimes I'm a substitute teacher, and I substitute for gym class sometimes. And he's, It's like a, like a weird octagon-shaped cord. I don't know if it's an octagon. I don't think it is. I think it's like a... I think it's a pentagon, hexagon maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, pentagon hexagon. I don't know, but like, yeah, it was those kinds of like it was a multi-sided shape. It wasn't a circle. It wasn't a square. Just you can make one out of a bunch of benches turned on their side. Like it's pretty yeah. low, like to, to your knees or waist, and you you have to hit the ball between your legs going like backwards, and it and bounce it off of the wall, and then avoid the ball, um, mm-hmm. avoid getting hit. You hit it between your legs and you're trying to basically like bounce it off the wall into people's legs so that they get knocked out right and it was like i remember it being like hard because you had to like stoop the entire time because the whole sport basically was just like below the knees i mean like if you're a kid it was a little bit taller but like it was you yeah this is like some like we're reminiscing about some 90s ass camp activities because like i don't even know like is because like i you just get your shins banged up doing that game right like i mean i like i said i have a permanent scar like <laughs> yeah from Twin Oaks, though yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it was pretty fun camp i remember um that there was like a drama class at the camp and we would we had these amazing end of the year recitals like I, I can remember still to this day the thriller performance we did because the the drama teacher was so cool even though we were like in kindergarten or first grade we were all in full corpse paint like zombies with blood like coming down our faces and like i remember that performance of thriller and i remember doing the performance as the california raisins where like oh yeah like we watch that all the time yeah, and do you remember when my group did the, the raisins performance and we were all like raisins, but we were like in trash bags? Now that you say something, I vaguely remember a trash bag costume. I don't remember like actually watching what you guys did. Yeah, it was it was funny because like they told us like to go home and make raisin costumes out of trash bags, and like <laughs> everybody came. Here's in, your like, assignment, kids. <laughs> Get in this bag. <laughs> Get, in a, get inside of a plastic bag, kids. Do it. It's good. Like, don't, <laughs> nothing can go wrong. I was the only one who did that, actually. Like, everyone else, like, cut it so that it came down around their shoulders. Like, <laughs> I was the only one who, like, had it over my head. And, like, I had I bought these giant sunglasses. And, like... Nice. I, I, I even brought, like, my saxophone. You committed to the bit. You're committed to the bit. That's that's dedication right there. Yeah, but I, I was the only one that stood out weird. I was really proud of that costume. I don't know. Yeah, you, 
I don't, you know, it's it's hard for me to remember what performances you did. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of don't either. Like, Adventureland is a lot hazier for me than Trevo's Day School, and you didn't go to Trevo's. Like, the only reason I'm asking about Adventureland is because that was one of the schools that we actually went to together, um, which didn't happen. I don't know if that happened another time. Or, or, no, Overlook. Yeah, no, we went to Overlook together, but junior high and high school, we were too far apart in age because they only had the three grades. So, like, I wanted to ask you about Adventureland, and then, like, we can transition. Now I wanted to ask you about Overlook, too. So I know the Overlook talent shows were crazy. Were you in the talent show, or did I just do it every year? Like, did you do talent show stuff? Yeah, because you only went to Faust with me for, like, one year, huh? Oh no, I didn't go. I didn't go to Fast Ever. I went to I went to Montessori school because I yeah. got. Uh, adv- they gently advised that I leave both preschools that I tried to go to. Both the kinder, both Kinder Care and Adventureland were like she she needs to go somewhere else. Uh, but we did have Overlook. Like, what what memories do you have of like both of us at Overlook or like even just Overlook in general? I remember one time it was like talent show and like. I didn't want to do the talent show, but I was supposed to play that song Imagination on saxophone. And right. I, I like lied and said I was sick. But then you, you, mom made this amazing cat costume and, and you sang the song from, from the musical Cats. Um, right i sang memory i brought the room down with a massively depressing song which is not how i would have viewed it (laughs) but yeah no people were really impressed with that but now i grow up i'm like it's not really a kid's song (laughs) yeah that was really cool i mean i looking back it's like i wasn't a big musical fan at the time but it's like looking back that was really cool yeah It was a cool costume, and I saved fur pieces from that costume and used them for other stuff, like, later in life. But, yeah, now that I think, I I do remember doing that, and I also remember at one talent show, I did a dance to Jamiroquai. There might have even been two dances to Jamiroquai, because I know I did Cosmic Girl one year, and people were like, that was insane, what are you- (laughs) But, like, memory, too, is just- it's- the mental image, like, I, w- I wish we had a video or something. I'm sure there's pictures somewhere, but, like, the mental image of uh, a kid doing the swan song of, like, a burnt-out ex-show business alley cat. <laughs> mm. It's kind of... That kind of rules. I like that uh, mom and dad never really told us to not do anything like that. You know, I try not to take that for granted. Like, Yeah, Overlook was like, I don't know, it was sort of a boring school. Like, nothing really ever happened there. Skate, I was skateboarding after school. What were you doing? You were like, you were like, real into. You took your dance classes still, right? And, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I was way into dance classes, and I was also a violin kid too. Like I was doing a lot of stuff with violin, and then I'd hang out with, uh, I'd hang out with Gemma Hansen a lot. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, Gemma Hansen, Julia, Julia Hostetter, sometimes Alyssa Simpson. Yeah, pretty much. I was just kind of like nerd. I was I was nerd person pretty much all the way through high school. And I was always always doing like 5 million extracurricular activities. I think like one way that you influenced me when I was a kid is because you were the one of the first people I saw do like video sketch comedy stuff like you were because you were like a, a kind of a jackass era skateboarder in Philly. Like that was a whole thing where you guys would make these like videos doing oh, yeah. dumb shit in the Target parking lot. Yeah. And that was like my first yeah. entry. 
into like video sketch comedy which i ended up doing a lot of like later in high school like what, what do you like <laughs> describe that weird little era of like all the skateboarders in abington like filming shit in the target parking lot and fdr park and all that yeah i mean um like the you know the the cky land speed videos had just come out it was before jackass and, and like right you know everybody was just obsessed with making skate videos and making like really, really dumb, like prank videos. And, and like we had VHS camcorders and Dan Gamble had one and, and, and um, we all just used his. I still have those videos. I, I, I compiled them into one thing and it's all bullshit. I mean, it's just, it's all horrible. Like it's embarrassing. But, but like, I mean, there's, there's like a few things in there that are really good. My favorite clips are just the ones that Carl made. Rest in peace, Carl Weinstein. He, at one point, went to the, um, the grocery store. The, the original grocery store that was in that parking lot was um, like an independently owned grocery store. Shore Days. Shore Days, yeah. Shore Days, yeah. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. Thanks. Yeah, and, and he went in there and he bought a, a six-pack of O'Doul's non-alcoholic beer. And he, like, poured it all over his head. And um, he was just soaked in what smelled like beer, you know. And he's, like, pretty young. Like, I would say, like, we were probably in junior high or early high school or something. And he yeah. Had, he had a microphone. And he was just going around interviewing people in the parking lot. <laughs> and... <laughs> And he, I, I, he doesn't ask that many, like, he's like the one woman's like this older woman. He's like asking her all these questions. Like, he's like, do you think citizens should elect police officers? And he's like slurring his, police officers. I think citizens should elect police officers. Or like, do you think police are doing enough to, to crack down on drugs in, in Abington? You think um, that, that, that there's enough drugs here? Is this a good drug scene in Abington? And like, just like, like, what's the best place in the world? And like, if people said something else, like Hawaii or something, he'd be like, like whisper, Abington. Like, so, and they'd be like, Abington, you know, like, it was supposed to be like, you know, like Abington Pride interview. Oh, that's pretty fun. And then, like, I think the first sketch video, technically, I mean, if you're going to call it that, I ever, like, helped you make or made was when we used to go to Santa Cruz um, in California. We made that one, we made one called, like, Mortal Wombat, uh, where we were just, you were doing, like, a fake fight against a beanie baby that I had, and, like, we just managed to edit it together on two VHS things, so it just looked like you jumped up and did, like, a flying sidekick to this beanie baby. <laughs> but that was the first time I ever did, like, uh, a comedy video with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, because I actually, um, I, I bought this vinyl comp, the Ox fanzine comp, it's called Mortal Wombat, or... I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think about that sometimes. That was that was a pretty good one. <laughs> it was it was a good. It's just fun that like, you know, we didn't have any editing software or anything like that. That was back when you had to hook two VCRs together and try to like record one thing onto the other thing in the correct place and not make a mistake. 
Um, and, like, I didn't know how to do any of that. I just watched you do it. And then later on, like, when I was in high school and I was doing stuff with Mr. Quigley uh, in film class, like, that was kind of, like, the same stuff. Like, if I couldn't use the school computers, I had to do the VCR thing um, that you taught me how to do. Um, but it, that would be, like, me and Joe Petton doing that stuff. I'm trying to think what else um, from the videos that you did that stuck out. Like, the... Um, it's just like, I, I remember Dan Gamble jumping up from behind a trash can yelling that he was Oscar the Grouch. Oh, oh, I remember something. Didn't we get in trouble because we were filming something in front of the Target parking lot where, like, cardboard boxes were eating other things? You know, I can remember, like, Dad used to like to rollerblade around. Sometimes he would get mad if he, like, rollerbladed past the parking lot and saw me doing something, like, destructing the property. Um, so I, I could, I could, like, I don't remember the incident that you're talking about, about getting in trouble, but, Yeah, um, I remember, um, like, we did some, you were making some video where cardboard boxes were jumping down from the ledge, uh, of Target at, that had, like, mean faces drawn on them, and they were, like, eating things, and then cops came by and they had to write down like i saw them cracking up and they had to like write down this whole thing about like you were explaining that we were making a video and there's cardboard boxes and stuff and they're like the point of the video is they're eating things and i remember like yeah. laughing my ass off but we i guess we got let go with a warning or something but i, I feel like that one was like too weird to make up i don't know i mean um, it's, it's weird like looking back at my my friends and I and our relationship to the police in Abington, I mean, it was like they just Carl. Any time that the police and Dresher saw him on the street, they would just drive him home. You know, they'd just pick him up mm -hmm. and drive him home. They just knew him so well because he's just always in trouble. And then, I mean, you know, I mean, not every time, but pretty, you know, they were always stopping him if they saw him walking around. And I mean, right. like, they, you know, I don't remember that incident, but they, they would come up to us all the time. I mean, and we would just run away or we would stay there, sit there and lick, like they would lecture us. Nothing ever really happened to us. You know, <laughs> what did they, they lecture you about? Like, just like stop sitting around in shopping carts, damn kids or. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like, you know, they were concerned about us. Like we were like their biggest problem in the community. Mm. You know, <laughs> right yeah because there's nothing yeah. else fucking going on except a bunch of kids imitating cky videos yeah and like they just you know like they, there was even a i think dad went to a um community meeting where like officer dalton like gave like a briefing you know the dare officer who lived around the corner from us right D god dare is messed up in general now looking back uh, it, it's a little wild that we both went through an elementary school program where they just bold-faced lied to us about what drugs do. I wasn't allowed to go to Dara graduation because I made too many jokes. <gasps> Didn't you win an S? You won something, though. You won some kind of, like, no-smoking art contest or something for Dare. Like, didn't you win, yeah. like, an essay contest for Dare, and then you didn't get to go to Dare graduation because <laughs> you made too many jokes? Well, it wasn't for Dare. It was the Great American Smokeout Writing Contest. I actually have that story. Oh. Um, I have it here because um, I was planning on uh, illustrating it. Hetty kept it in a box and recently gave it back to me, and I got to read it again. It's funny because over the years, the story changed in my head, and it got a lot more violent and fucked up. 
but it's just like <laughs> a story about an alien who comes to Earth and is disgusted by how everyone smokes cigarettes. And yeah, I won for the whole, not just, I won for like the whole district, like the whole Montgomery County district. Wow. Yeah, the Great American yeah. Smokeout Creative Fiction Contest. And I feel like both of us would win random contests like that, like, all the time. Like, did you also win someone, like, that like, you had, like, some kind of poster where you are like, don't chop down a tree? Like, it was, like, a rainforest thing? I don't know if that won anything, but I printed out a bunch of those and laminated them for a bunch of friends. Those are cool posters. <laughs> Right, yeah, it was just, like, anti-chopping down trees things, and I think, that, like, yeah. on the inside of the tree, like, where the rings normally are, you just wrote the word no a bunch of times. Am I remembering this right, or? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, the point of the story, yeah. though, was that Dad went to a, um, Officer Dalton's uh, meet briefing on the neighborhood security, and they, you know, they, they basically, like, explained to everyone the problem of the skate rat. People were like, you know, concerned, like asking questions. Skate rat. What are you going to do about these skate rats? You got any good Halloween memories of us? You remember my costume, the toilet nader? I do now. Um, explain it. I I had um like I made this really sweet cardboard toilet costume with like a real toilet seat, and you could put the candy in the bowl, like it was just like completely boxed out like over my whole body but then i bought one of those really sweet like 90s Termi Term terminator makeup kits so like it was like i had the blinking eye and like the corpse paint like, all over my face the toilet nader toilet eater yeah the, i remember that and you you guys really went all out like you put i remember you put blue cellophane in the toilet bowl so it looked like uh so it looked like actual toilet water in there. We mm. used to get some decent ha we used to get some decent Halloween costumes. Again, our our parents seemed to just like go along with our creative visions and just be like, yeah, okay, yeah, my son wants to be a toilet. That's fine. I'm trying to remember your Halloween costumes, but I'm coming up blank here. Uh, there was one year where I wanted to dress up as a cockatoo and everybody thought I was a chicken and I just went with it. Um, but I shed feathers around the house for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, what was another one, man? Like, I mean, I had a lot of like basic little, yeah, I had like a lot of basic little girl ones. Um, I know I was Jamiroquai one year. That happened. I just got a big hat and a, a men's shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah, you used to like to I, play the bass and like put on these little shows. You were real into funk. Still you am. Were, you were that wearing never, leggings that, and uh -huh. like bright colored fanny pack, socks too high, bright colored sneakers, bob haircut, and mm -hmm. you just real into funk. You know what that was? Is that I uh, wanted music that Dad said didn't suck. Um, because, like, sometimes I would listen to, like, Spice Girls and he'd be like, there's sampling in that. And I'm like, what's... I'm a kid. I'm like, what's sampling? And he's like, that's when you take clips from other people's music. And, you know, for some reason, I knew... I Now, as an adult, I know that he didn't mean, like that's bad and you shouldn't listen to that person's music like I, I but when I was a kid I'm like they stole something I need to listen to music without samples in it which I probably still wasn't like I'm sure like P-Funk and a bunch of other stuff like that still had samples but um 
I know that Jamiroquai was one of those bands I listened to a lot because I wanted one album because I heard Virtual Insanity somewhere or something. And then I told Dad I wanted him to buy it for me. And you know how he used to bring us to Tower Music and just, like, let us wander around for two hours. Um, he listened to one Jamiroquai album and then he just bought the rest of the Jamiroquai albums for me um, because he liked it and he wanted to listen to it. So, like, I had the entire discography up to that point. Do you remember wandering around Tower Records and stuff or...? Oh, the one over on Roosevelt Boulevard. Yeah, 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 Northeast Philly. Yeah, wow, that takes me back. Well, I mean, me and my friends used to steal CDs from Circuit City. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I didn't steal that many, but my friends did. Yeah. (laughs) What if that was what drove them out of business? Not really, but... uh... (laughs) Damn yeah, kids stealing CDs. Like and stuff. But I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Tower Records. Um, I was lucky enough to go to the one in, uh, in Berkeley or Oakland, too. Right. Like, we used to go to, um, like, Peter and Hetty would take us to Amoeba Records in Berkeley. Yeah. Uh, so I remember that, like, I remember really clearly one day they, like, took me to Amoeba Records and they are like, you can buy whatever like just get a stack of cds you can get whatever you want and i I got a prodigy album and i think i remember getting like a fiona apple album but i remember i got uh that was when i got um oh fuck always outnumbered never outgunned i really click oh and then that's also when i got the lcd system uh, lcc sound system album the first one was like i I, there's a really specific stack of cds i remember because eddie and uh i don't really know that band yeah lcd sound system i mean yeah it's just uh kind of all standard stuff but the prodigy album i used to think it was lame because i didn't like electronic music i only liked Uh music but now i love that album yeah that was um that guy for a while Right, right. You totally, you totally did. I got to go to um, the first time me and Gemma Hansen met up after like we lost touch after being kids was at the Invaders Must Die tour. Um, you like, went to see I did uh, for That's the Invaders crazy. Must Die tour. It was later. It was later. Was you lucky. know. Um, oh, whatever. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, Who did they play with? Uh, I don't know who opened for them. I'm sure if I looked it up, all that like concert stuff's cataloged online. I'm sure if I looked it up, What's I could find it. Was that guy named Keith find... something? Yeah, he passed away. I think that forget which um prodigy guy passed away. I know one of them did. The um, yeah, yeah, the singer. Yeah, I was sad. Um, I was sad. I never got to no, see him. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy that I went to that now because you know at the time I was like, oh, it's still like kind of a later prodigy recording, but then they ended up using Invaders Must Die songs in like every action movie for the next six years. Um, well, as a gender studies still do. major, what's your take on Smack My Bitch Up? Um. It was a different time. I love saying that as an excuse for everything. <laughs> it's like what everyone does when they can't think of anything to say. It was a different time. Um, yeah. So Hopefully your you're smacking the bitch up with consent. Um, uh, <laughs> breathe. Or that's everybody's favorite song. I mean, yeah, Breathe is Breathe. awesome. Uh, well, I mean, there's, well, like, well, stuff. Well, I love uh, Take Me to the Hospital is on the Invaders Must Die album. If you're talking about what my favorite song was on Fat of the Land, which is the one that everyone had with the crab on it, um, that would probably be Diesel Power, the one that was right after uh, 
Smack by Bitch Up. I still listen to that if I want to feel like I'm cool walking away from an explosion or something. Like, mm-hmm. And I use that for, like, Taekwondo stuff, too. Like, whenever they had us do, like, little Taekwondo demo performances or whatever, I would, like, make them put Prodigy on for me sometimes if it was, oh, like, a song that was, like, allowed up. to be there. No, not Smack My Bitch Up. No, they wouldn't let you do that. Um, Minefields oh. is one of the, like, I think it was, like, the seventh track on that album, Minefields. They would let me do that because he wasn't saying anything bad. And it had that, like, intro that sounded vaguely like a martial artsy thing. That so they let me use it for taekwondo demos um actually this is a pretty good transition into the the last thing i want to talk about um i want you to uh so my 18th birthday the present air quotes present you got me for my 18th birthday is something that i i will never uh forget the rest of my life um if you could just describe your creative process uh (laughs) leading up to the events of that day and the events of that day that would be amazing oh um I was, li- I was living in Baltimore and I got into this, like, it's like, Oh, it's my sister's birthday. It's the 5th of November. Remember, remember this is November. And, um, my roommate, Berkay Bogdanoglu from Istanbul, Turkey. He was my roommate for like a year in when I was in the dormitory. And then he was also my roommate, um, for like a year or two later he wasn't my roommate this time when during this time we were at the a different dormitory at, at maryland institute college of art and mm-hmm. it was like my girlfriend at the time i think bobby anna and and um my friend leslie it's funny I, I told this story recently to somebody to, to my friend Kristen because i thought she was there she was like no i wasn't there oh weird wait jazanowski yeah Kristen jazanowski yeah I was That's like, weird because I remember like, her being there too. Time? We're having a Mandela effect. <laughs> no, it wasn't her. It was. It was. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Leslie Winchester and Bobiana. Um, Is not Maxie? No, I don't think it's Maxie. No. No, it wasn't Maxie. Okay. No, and um, yeah, I was like, we we got they all got they got all dressed up like like they were like sexy like Vanna White or something like you don't know what to call it like a cheesecake for the wrestler or something like holding Berkai's arms and he was he was like <laughs> I don't know if he was like really like good 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 at martial arts but he was like good at, at um, nunchucks and like weapons and stuff like that like bow staffs nunchucks like I don't know how he learned this stuff like he just like learned it on the street or like where he learned it he was pretty good at like you know being a little bit acrobatic and definitely ripped um yeah just really hairy turkish dude and and he um you know like also had like really cool like like baggy pants that he wore and he like was shirtless i think he like greased up his chest maybe we we drove down from baltimore which is like a two-hour drive in the middle of the night and we just drove up onto the grass and like put the headlights on in like the misty night and he stood in front of the headlights and we like ran up to your room and woke you up out of bed and and uh leslie and bobby on i think it was they um grabbed you and, and kind of dragged you outside in your pajamas to like <laughs> fight him and, like, yeah and it's just like 
Yeah, and from my perspective, you know, it's my birthday. I had just had, like, my friends over to watch, like, Bruce Lee movies and, like, yeah, it's a wholesome nerd 18th birthday. Like, no porn, no cigarettes, nothing like that. I was, like, I, I was a dweeb, you know, but I did martial arts, so I never got beat up. And so I just wake up in the middle of the night, and I think you had music blast through the door, too. Like, you put a speaker there, and it's, like, you and two pe- and two women all dressed up, and you live in Baltimore at the time, so I'm not expecting you to be there on a, a fucking weeknight. <laughs> And you guys just dragged me outside. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good idea. <laughs> it was a great idea. I don't know how you got the idea, but it was a great idea. I mean, you know, I tell that story all the time. And then, you know, like you take me outside and I'm in slippers and pajamas. And, you know, I go out in the back and the whole backyard is just flooded with the, this parked, like, it's an old car too. It was like a Buick or something that was like parked in with that brights on and Burkai's silhouetted in the headlights wielding these huge weapons. And you're just like, you have to fight this guy. Uh <laughs> And we did, and he, oh, oh, and I remember, he goes, I see you were unarmed, and then threw both of his weapons, and one stuck in the ground, another one stuck in a tree. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good at throwing, like, they, they were like, yeah. nun, those nunchucks with the, um, Siths on them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not a martial artist, so. There was definitely blades because, like, one of them. I remember one of them sticking a tree. It's yeah. possible I'm I'm remembering that wrong or over dramatizing it, but it doesn't even matter if I over dramatize that because the story is still crazy. I mean, they weren't yeah. like the sharpest shifts on nunchucks mm-hmm. ever, but I mean, they're probably sharp enough to stick into like a, a soft tree in the fall. yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. And then I remember, like, you kind of called it off at some point. You're like, okay, okay, you guys don't have to fight anymore. And that was when you were like, happy birthday. Uh, do you want to go to IHOP? And we went to IHOP after that. But it was awesome because I got to stay. That was like one of those nights. I got to stay out until like one on a weeknight because mom and dad said that was okay. Uh, like they, oh, that was the other th- guys. That's the other thing. Uh, mom and dad apparently pre-approved this entire thing. This wasn't like random. Like they, they were warned slightly. Uh, <laughs> and then you were reading Bukowski poetry really loud in the IHOP, and people were looking at you. I remember that too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had that book. It was like an anthology of Bukowski. Um, I don't have that book anymore. That was yeah. <laughs> Bukowski pancakes. I was a bad alcoholic. Not really bad, but pretty bad. I guess, you know, Bukowski spoke to me. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Bukowski speaks to a lot of people for a large amount of reasons, but alcoholism is definitely one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's about where we got to cut it off. Thank you so much for coming on, Walter. Uh, it was this a fun trip down memory lane with you? <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay. No, we're we're good. We're good to go. Unless you.